Welcome back to the shower, guys. Three Boom. weeks in a row. Oh, sorry. Boom. Boom. Sorry, sorry. You're, Boom. You're, <laughs> I'll never get, miss it you're again. You're good with it. You get, you're getting good at it. Okay. But, dude, three episodes in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yo, who if are I didn't we? know better, if I didn't know better, we're on top of our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, just the podcast. My my life, aside from the podcast, oh, is yeah. a mess. Life is in shambles, but as long as the podcast is on point, like I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that uh, that gif of that like dog in the room on fire. Yeah, and like the room is my our lives, but like shower thoughts is the dog with yeah. a smile. Like <laughs> this is he's just sitting there. Like, this is fine. This yeah, is fine. I, I, you know what? I might try editing like that meme into the YouTube video. We'll see. <laughs> oh, I realistically, like, I'll probably get that. too laz- lazy. But like, yeah, that's hey, a lot of work. Yeah, maybe the, like in their head they see it now, so it's yeah. all good. Yeah, if you don't know the GIF, see, shame on you. Exactly. And if you call it GIF, shame on you as well. Oh, whoa, now you're calling yeah. people out on uh, how they uh, pronounce yeah. words? Nice. Oh. I like that. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I thought that was going to go another way, and then you were like, nice, I like that. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah. But we're back. Same topic. We're still talking about mental health in healthcare but also applies to everything mm-hmm. but we're using healthcare examples because staff's in uh physician assistant school and i'm in med school so it applies to our lives so it's just easier to pull examples from there last episode if you didn't listen to that we discussed imposter syndrome which is very applicable to all careers and then empathy burnout which is applicable to to any human who cares about others, technically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which I hope Oof. is every human. Yeah. But no, no that's yeah. exactly true. Any, if you care about someone, yeah. Like in any kind of service industry or even in your life, like it affects you. So, yeah. Yeah. So we were kind of at the end coming to the idea of part, in part one, we were coming to the idea that, hey, uh, if you're having empathy burnout, and physician burnout rates, suicide rates are twice as much as the general public. Like, how, how do you care for yourself? Like, mm-hmm. how, how do we improve that? Theoretically, we're because like, like we said, we're not at that stage in our career yet. But you know what, like, I don't even think that's fair to say, because it is challenging as a medical student. And as a PA school, a student, especially when you're on rotations, like it, it, it affects them too, because got the, like you hear about it, medical students having mental health, uh, challenges and mm-hmm. you hear about medical students committing suicide and mm-hmm. it's affecting students as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. I think it's this is why I really want to discuss this. I think it's so important. Rates twice as much as the general population in terms of suicides. That's, man. Yeah. Yeah. So me and a, a couple of my um, peers, we actually made a like a little study on on uh, PA students in our program, and we just assessed whether or not um, we are at higher we have the risk factors that are associated with mental health concerns. And we did that study and it showed that we, we do like we have those 
like you know like the financial burden the you know like um demand sleep from... deprivation man sorry sleep deprivation yeah sleep deprivation like demands from your program and and caring for other people and you know studying for tests and being um like having this responsibility of caring for humans like these are all very heavy things that are co compounded on top of each other and access to mental health i mean like you know i know you're saying at your program you, you were saying earlier that it's that you have you guys do have access but like in a lot of places there isn't the best access like at, you were at mcmaster before you know and you know that like like to see a mental health mm -hmm. counselor is like months and months the wait time is forever yeah and I don't even want to say it was really, it's really good because that event that I was talking about in part one, our, the, our stories event with first, second year, third, fourth year medical students talking about their mental health uh, challenges. A lot of them had big problems trying to get a hold of a counselor at the student affairs officer. Yeah, we have better resources than most schools, but that's still not enough. Like hearing them talk about it, it's just there's sh more should be done more resources should be there and like reflecting on that again i i like completely take back saying that oh we're theoreticizing because this is like something for later in our career because like all the stories that were mentioned that night are coming back to me and no like this is affecting students like it's not even just when you graduate and like based on your study it's it's backed up by science yeah you know absolutely yeah, yeah, no, uh, I, like, you know, talking to my peers and, like, us going through it ourselves, like, we know that we experience this, um, but because of our imposter syndrome, we feel like we, we shouldn't, like, you know, we're, oh, we're just students, like, well, like, why are we feeling like this? We're not even working yet. Yeah, or, like, or as an imposter, you're like, maybe if I feel this way, it just means, like, I slipped through the cracks, mm. like, I shouldn't be here, maybe, yeah. maybe this is, like, more proof this is proof that like i shouldn't be here yeah. even though you achieve what everyone else in the program achieved mm -hmm. who may have mental health challenges or not i think everyone mm -hmm. does but to the same extent or not you know what i mean yeah so so what do you do about it yeah especially in a career like medicine where the there's there's never going to be a limit on how much you know mm -hmm. and there's never going to be Hey, there are no more patients that want to see you. When we have wait lists for months to see a specialist, when papers are getting pumped every day on new different treatments, and you have to stay up to date on that stuff. So theoretically, every spare second you have could go towards learning that stuff or seeing more patients so that you can help more people large scale. But that's that's again gonna negatively affect you in terms of what what about the things you do to take care of you like sleep what about those sports that are important to you those hobbies and there is a culture and they say they're working on it from my, the people i've heard like anecdotally they say we're working on hey there's no shame in taking a post-call day or whatever but that pressure's still kind of there from yeah. the same people that told me that Tell me that uh, the pressure's still kind of there that, oh, I should probably still go in even though I was on call last night and have been up for like 24 hours. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So where do you draw the line between I want to help as many people as possible and be a really good physician, physician assistant, 
whatever it is for you to any of the listeners, how do I be really good at that so that I can help more people, but also take care of me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's kind of off what you're saying. Like, like there's a sense of pride of, of running yourself into the ground that I've noticed. Yeah. You know, like people pride themselves and will brag like, oh, I worked like a hundred hours this week. Or like, oh, I worked more hours than you did. Or, oh, like, yeah, I had like four calls in a row or something like that. You know, like there's there's a sense of like, because we're all in this together. It's looked <laughs> up at that, oh, wow, they yeah. like work that much. Mm-hmm. But like no one wants to do it. Like no one wants to work that much. But when you do it, you're like, oh, like, like, like I do it too. Like I'm guilty of it. Like I've done that before. You weren't like, designed to. You have a circadian rhythm for a reason. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. Based on 24 hours. Exactly. And like, and that's, a, and being on call is a perfect example of, of like the like general idea of, of medicine. It's like you are sacrificing sleep and we like, we are like, we are founded in science and we know that science shows that sleep helps with performance. If you aren't getting sleep, you're performing worse than you would. And we are trusted to care for people knowing that we're not functioning at our highest capacity because we're sleep deprived. Like that idea has always been very backwards to me of, of how, why we value so much staying up and, and like, you know, pushing yourself and not sleeping for an entire, you know, 24, 48 hours and caring for people when we know that, that like that's, you might be providing, providing ineffective or um, not as effective care as you could be if you were, you know, getting your eight hours and getting your, you know, or at least six hours, I don't know, like some hours of sleep. But like that's the like that concept applied to all of medicine is like you sacrifice yourself to keep giving care, keep like learning and keep pushing yourself to be the best you can be because someone will always be better and you but you are expected to to be as the best that you can be. And and mm-hmm. that's reflected in how much you know and not how much you care for yourself and how much you, you know, are capable of giving that care. Yeah. I wish one of our listeners would like be pro on-call shifts to kind of like give an idea as to why it's done the only reason i can think of is lack of resources you know what i mean yeah yeah if you had if you could have around the clock 24 hour shifts then there would be no need for on-call theoretically but i think it's just a matter of resources and it's sad to talk about because there's such a basic human need yeah. You look at Maslow's pyramid, or I think that's his name. Could be butchering, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Maslow's hierarchy. <laughs> Jay was needs. Here, he definitely know this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the hierarchy. Health yeah. is at the very bottom. Yeah. So it's sad that we have to discuss this. But like, I find it, like, even though, sorry, I'm about to sneeze. Bless, bless you. There it was. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> even though it was a long, awkward way, I knew it was up. coming. Yeah. But even though I'm a huge believer in take care of you, like fill your cup and then fill other people's cup, dude, just re- like constantly referencing that an- analogy, analogy. Analogy. Pretty sure we discussed it literally 30 minutes ago in part one of this episode. <laughs> but anywho, I believe in it, but... Like I'm gonna I'm gonna use myself as an example that I am studying right now to put in the knowledge in my head that I will use years from now when I'm seeing patients so I could be the best doctor that I can possibly be. But I do kinda get the sense that 
when I'm training for the Ironman that I'm training, which takes about like two, three hours a day, in addition to the fatigue that it puts on my body and my nervous system and my mind takes away from my studying that even though there's something that's important to me and I love it and we know the benefits of exercise on you, maybe Ironman's extreme, but like in general, if you're working out like two hours a day or so and you know the benefits of exercise, but I still feel guilty that, hey, maybe I should like study more, study harder so that I know more so that I could be a better doctor. Like, is my working out taking away from the patient's benefit? But I know myself in the sense that when I go a week without exercising or two weeks, it like starts negatively affecting me. And some people may think that's dramatic, but I'm telling you right now that who I am when I'm not exercising versus when I'm exercising, two very different people. And one of those people when I'm exercising is so much more content and like fulfilled in a better mood i can have better patient interactions but yeah i could have i i could have studied during those two hours instead of exercising so where do you so how do you deal with the idea that there are things i have to do for me for me to be to take care of my own mental health even though i get it it may be sacrificing from the knowledge that I build in terms of being a better doctor. Like instead of reading papers on the topics I'm covering in class, I'm taking care of me. Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with that? Like how do you deal with when to draw the line in terms of care for yourself versus no more? Because I'm still getting like above average on my like marks. So not saying that tests are an accurate representation of uh of your knowledge but assuming they are why do i feel this way why do i feel like oh no i should stop taking care of myself i think that goes back to the culture what do you think yeah i i think i think it it does go back to the culture um and how the culture affects your your mindset and i think it for for that to change for the culture do it for the culture, right? And and everyone is in that same boat. Again, like we're all, we all want to be the best that we can be, but we equate that with the wrong thing. I think so. I think to change it, I think it's it's a it's a shift in the mindset and how you view how you view um, improving yourself. Because I think becoming a healthcare provider is also about becoming a better person, a better you. Um, being the best version of you, right? And to do that, you have to look at all aspects of your life, right? So, you know, being and, pro- and providing care isn't just about how much you know, but it's about how much you are, you know, commu- how much can you, like the seven, the, the can meds, right? It's not, medical expert is one of the can meds. Yeah. It's just one so of them. So right, man. That that is such a good example. You know what I'm saying? You really you really are the better host, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. See, don't be an imposter now. You you are <laughs> you deserve this. We both deserve to be <laughs> that here. That was also so good. Wow. Well done. <laughs> let me let me just take my hat off to you. Yeah. Sir. Thank you. Put it back on. Put your hat back on. Um no, <laughs> but yeah, like like that, that's what I think about. And whenever, and, and okay, so in, in interview, I know like that's one of like the most common questions is like, you know, what, what can med would you pick? Or what's the most important? And almost everyone that I know picks communication. Communicator is the, 
the most important commandment that people say. But that's from my experience. And that's because like, it's great to have knowledge to, to know things, but if you can't communicate it effectively to a patient or to someone that you're working with to hand off, to transfer care, then it doesn't matter how much you know. If you can't communicate it, then it's, it's useless knowledge that's just bouncing around in your head, right? So that, again, like, there, there's so many important aspects. There's seven, essentially, aspects of being a good healthcare provider. And, you know, you can't, you can't it's hard to learn how to be um, uh, a communicator. It's hard to learn how to be a leader. It's hard to, you can't, like, it's hard to study those things. You can't read papers on how to be a, a health advocate. It's just, you have to do it. You have to take care of yourself and make sure you have the capabilities of doing these things. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, like, if, if, that's how I kind of see it. Like I, I personally, I, you know, my, I'll be honest, like my grades were not, were not above average. Like they were below average um, or average. And, and I, at first it was hard because in university, you know, you go through this, like you always have to be in the, like the highest, whatever you have to be doing well because you have to get into the other schools. And it was hard for me to accept that, but I eventually accept that, you know, like I don't have to be doing the best. I don't have to be doing better than other people because I was also like, so focused on improving myself as a human being mm. and and becoming Do you better think that's what I... yeah go ahead oh keep going keep going no no, no, no. I'm, I'm, before I, I, I rant on man i'll talk forever <laughs> uh, i was just saying like i know you're talking about like in general but do you think that's why like in medicine or like in professional school they, they don't emphasize your grades. They just want you to pass. Like, as long as, like, for me in Ottawa, if I got a 60%, that's the same as someone who got a 99 in terms of when we apply for residency. Yeah. A P is a P. P yeah. equals MD is the equation that I know. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it's, like, that kind of supports my idea that, like, hey, you know what? Let me Let me just, like, do the things that I enjoy that are keeping me, like, mentally healthy. So, because at the end of the day, if I'm getting the marks I need, so be it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's why they have it like that? Yeah, I absolutely do. That's something that... Because like you said, it's just one of the seven can meds roll. Yeah. So, when you said that, like, that made me think of that. And then, that was very well put, man. And Thank you. Yeah, I I strongly feel that that is a good step on the institutions. That was That's a step in the right direction. Yeah. In terms of, hey, marks are in everything. Yeah. You that's... just need to meet, like, a threshold. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something that, that, that I've noticed in my, in my program, in the PA program, is that they very much emphasize that this is not university anymore. Like, this is not about doing the best. There is no, like, you know, um, like, it, there, it, it, as long as you pass, as long as you are getting, like, at least the bare minimum, not the bare minimum, but at least you're kind of, you're staying near the average of your class, then that's mm-hmm. fine. That's okay. You know, like, because you, we have our entire career to learn about this stuff, to, to, in, mm-hmm. to expand and increase our medical knowledge, right? It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, man. And that, like, takes into the analogy that I just wanted to share. I thought of this. I was like, hey, this might be a good one. But the way I see it is... Person with a 61, person with a 99, have the same P. One works so much harder 
to get that 99 had to memorize like the small tiny details that you could look up on google but like when i study like i won't lie some of my marks were like right around uh like the passing threshold but when i study and like that's because i may have like missed a booklet or so <laughs> but beside the point <laughs> when i study i look at the content and say is this something that i can look up in like three seconds if yes skip but some people want the marks like they're programmed that i need the marks and they'll like spend time memorizing but for example say i skip like 30 percent of the content because i'm like why would i memorize that i can easily look it up and why am i why do i want to know this stuff so i could be a better doctor but what good is a doctor that has this stuff memorized versus another doctor who, while they're there, can really pull out their phone and look it up in three seconds? Like, what what gene is associated with this syndrome or which couple of genes? Yeah, they can memorize it, but I'm sure if I write it down, I'll get it in like three seconds. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that just gives me the time to spend on taking care of myself versus the other person may be so much more involved in studying and not have the time maybe sacrificing time from their like hobbies from hanging out with their friends versus for me i i like to think i'm pretty well balanced with all the exercise that i'm doing i have movie night with my housemates at least once a week i go out with my friends maybe like two or three other nights in the week besides that and i'm still getting the p so the analogy and like that's something that i'd want to keep doing for the rest of my career as a doctor like some people say oh because i'm considering surgery some people are like oh if you have hobbies don't consider surgery but that's been said to me throughout my whole life when i was going from high school to university it was oh prepare to like sacrifice your exercise you're never going to be able to work out as much in university i made it work because it was important to me and i got through undergrad without burning out right now in medicine people said oh well now that you're in medical school you're gonna be so much busier you won't be able to exercise i told myself you know what okay challenge on i'm doing an iron man so i and, and yeah literally but for me it's just this stuff is so important and it makes me feel better and this is such a high stress career that I, like I need to be able to do the things that are important to me in order for me to, to like keep going with this career. Because I'm 21, I'm probably going to be in the career until 70. I got like 50, 50 years ahead of me, give or take. Mm -hmm. So I bet like that's why burnout is so high that if you tell yourself, in my opinion, I couldn't like I'm at the beginning of the career. You know what I mean? But theoreticizing that if you sacrifice those things because that's what you're told that you won't have time for it. It makes sense why burnout would be high because the things that take care of you, the things that kill your, fill your cup, you're putting away. So all those sources that were filling your cup, you're like, no, no, I don't have time for that. But you're still pouring because it's such a demanding career. So here's the analogy that I was building up. To. There we go. To you are on a journey. You're, you're the car. So you have a journey, not a set journey, which is like medicine. You never know how many patients you can see. There's no set number. There's no set destination. You see as many patients based on how long your career is, if you have burnout or not. If you don't burn out, you'll be able to go on with the career so much longer. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you 
are in this car driving out, if you don't have time or say, hey, I don't have time to stop for gas, I'm going to keep going because there are people along the way that I have to see. So I want to see them as soon as possible. You're not going to be able to go as far because you didn't stop for gas. Say the mileage is 50 kilometers you or like the uh, a gas a tank lasts 50 kilometers. You'll see the people within 50 kilometers faster. Yes. But what happens after that 50 kilometers? You didn't stop for gas. You're going to have a burnout. You you did not work on yourself, a.k.a. stop and fill up on gas. So, yes, you saw 50 patients. But now what? Versus the other person who decides that, you know what, I'm going to stop for gas like every 10 kilometers. So they see 10 patients and they're going at a slower rate than the person that didn't stop for gas. But it's a more sustainable one. Mm -hmm. And who knows, throughout their life, if you keep stopping for gas, why would you ever stop until there are other barriers as opposed to mental health and burnout being a barrier? Versus going 50 kilometers, stopping, and you didn't know when you were going to run out of gas because you weren't thinking of, hey, where's the closest gas station? You just kept going. So suddenly you stop and then you have to push your car one way or the other until you find a gas station. Mm -hmm. The other person's never pushing, going through that physical, that like tough physical activity of pushing because they took care of themselves along the whole way. They mm -hmm. kept stopping for gas. They were never in a dilemma of, oh, no, where's the closest gas station? Yes. What do you think, man? No, I, How's that analogy? That's fire. That's fire. That's, a, that's an amazing analogy. So, so yeah, my, 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 uh, to add to that, or essentially, I, I think you're saying with this analogy is you should care for yourself before you need it. You should be maintaining instead of waiting until yes. for a crisis. Because I think people yes. do, do that all the time where they're like, they, they work, work, work for like, you know, months and they're like, okay, I'm going to take a two week vacation and that's my self care. And then I'm back to like grind, grind, grind. But like, that's mm -hmm. not sustainable because you're waiting until you're like, you're at empty to fill. Right. But like mm -hmm. when you're at empty, like I was at empty last night, like I was driving home and I was at empty. I was like, like, I have to like <laughs> find a gas station now. Now I'm stressed. Cause like my, cause you know, I, I don't know. I procrastinate. So my thing is at zero, the gas light is on. I'm at zero on the highway yeah. driving one to Two types of people, you know, the meme, <laughs> I was trying to find the gas, like, you know, and then that's not a good thing. Like you, now you're forced to take care of yourself. You're forced to find gas, but that that's not how it should be. It's like, so much more hectic than it would have been if you kept caring for yourself along the way. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I think self care is. Self care is like a threshold. I'm taking a, yeah, go ahead. It's it's like a graph I'm saying. Like, you know, let's think of the there's a threshold, say at twenty. As long as you're above twenty, like that's saying that you're in a sustainable position. Say you burn out once you're below twenty. You can keep like having like bumps of like five plus, five plus, plus five, plus five when you carry it for yourself. But once you're below twenty, yeah, you can use a plus five. Say you like drop down to like 14. Yeah, you can do a plus five, but like you're still below 20 and you, you're having a burnout. Versus if you're above 20, you're kind of in this sustainable position where it still feels okay. You enjoy what you do. But if you just like run the gas until you're finally below 20 and then crisis happens or like burnout happens mm -hmm. versus hey, you never had to see that point if you just kept like getting those plus fives. 
Yeah, yeah. And just like distributing. Don't wait until you're below that threshold to start looking for ways to get out of that position mm -hmm. or ways to care for yourself. Just stay above the threshold. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm making it sound like it's so simple because it's a like an analogy, but so many people at that Our Stories event that I mentioned to you kept saying that. And I've heard it from many people throughout my life and some of our uh, guests on the podcast saying that mental health resources aren't there for when you're at a position where you have a just just in a position where you have a mental illness or a position where you have negative mental health. Mental health resources are there to benefit you and see how you can do things better. And they should always be used, not just when there's a mental illness or negative mental health. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've heard that from so many people. And I'm like, that is so true. It's, it's like, it's almost like preventative medicine. Like mm -hmm. it's the same concept. Don't wait until there's a disease and then treat the disease. What if we like avoid the disease or do yeah. whatever we can to avoid the disease? Absolutely. Yeah. I was talking about this the other day is instead of dealing with the results of the problem, attack the source of the problem. Get to where it's coming from instead of, you know, like, 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 but that's the hard part. Like, if the problem is already there, then you have to deal with the results. But before the problem happens, instead of waiting until it, it shows up, try to deal with it beforehand by preventing it. And I think that's what, like, I think self-care people think it's like, oh, I'm going to take a weekend off and just relax and do nothing and watch movies. And that's my self-care. But I think self-care is an everyday thing like you have to mm -hmm. and it's not like i'm gonna take 10 minutes to meditate every day like that's not again like that's like you know a one thing you, it's beneficial maybe for you but i think mm -hmm. self-care is like every action you do you are being mindful of it you are you know reflecting constantly and you're you know doing what is most in line with who you want to be and what you want to do and you're always remembering the reason that you're doing it but at the same time like knowing your limitations every day and like and advocating for your own health and your own care to yourself because you are your own worst enemy. You will push yourself into the ground more than anybody else will. So you have to kind of battle with yourself and, and every day again. So like, I think that's the hard part. That's like the, the mainstream way of self-care is I'm going to take a bubble bath, right? You know, I'm going to take a bubble bath this uh, like once a week or something. But to me, like, that's not what self-care is. Like, I don't, I don't take bubble baths. I don't want to swim in my own filth. I want to, you know, think about what I'm doing every day and, and be mindful of it. And I think that's a more sustainable way of, of you know, that plus five of, of putting in gas before you need it um, mm -hmm. to, to keep going instead of waiting for that, yeah. you know, breakdown. Yeah. We're at around 30 minutes, but there's just something really impactful that I heard at that Our Stories event that I want to share. Uh without like breaching confidentiality or anything, but someone said, like, let me ask you this. When, when you think about going to see a counselor or a mental health resource, how does that make you feel? Most people would say embarrassed. No, did that? Like most people that like would rush to your head. I feel embarrassed that like I'm at a point where I need that, but now picture this. How, wouldn't you 
when you think of someone else getting resources and getting on a stage, like for example, that our stories event and sharing their story, doesn't that sound so courageous? Mm-hmm. It's so weird when you think about it. Like, yeah. why do I think that it's embarrassing for me? But why is it so courageous when someone else does it? Someone said that and it like blew my mind. Mm, because yeah. like you said, like we need to end the stigma that like mental health resources should be something we use. Yeah. Something that is in all of our arsenal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's and the... I think mm-hmm. like we'll be we'll be like I hope we can bring in someone that's further in their career to back this up. But even like I said, like I apologize to any medical student that heard this and was like, What do you mean you're only theoreticizing and this doesn't affect uh students as well? Because I take that completely back because it definitely does affect medical students. And this is what I do for me and if it's 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 a positive chain reaction where if you care for yourself, you love what you're doing, you love medicine, you're just like in a better mental space and like everything's better versus burnout's like literally defined or like a part of burnout is not enjoying the things that you used to love, mm-hmm. like the career that you were so fired up for and like fu- like grinded really hard to get to. All of a sudden you wake up, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. And you just want to cut all ties with it. So it's a positive chain reaction. Care for yourself. You keep loving what you do because you're in a good mental space. Loving what you do makes you avoid burnout. So you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's just keep applying this to ourselves Mm -hmm. and give people an example of vicarious experiences. But I hope that just hearing this stimulates thought in shower thoughts in you guys, the listeners, and makes you not just wait for vicarious experiences, but... Try it yourselves because this is what I've been doing and and I see you like still doing the things you love. I see your dance videos still mm-hmm. and you look like you're loving PA school. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what I'm doing. Like I was literally on the bike for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work out in like an hour with one of my friends and I went out last night to watch a movie, went out for dinner and I'm just another medical student. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. How you split those 24 hours is what determines if you'll be sustainable or not in terms of avoiding burnout and like staying in the career you love. Stop and fill gas along the way. Don't wait until you need it because it is so much more hectic than finding a gas station when you've still got gas in the tank. Exactly. Exactly. Fill your cup, fill your tank. Fill your, yeah. your, your ears with this podcast. That's, that's the advice. That, that is the most important. Fill your phone with shower thoughts <laughs> episodes. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the key. That's the key to a happy and sustainable life. It's us. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That's aggressive. <laughs> I had a coffee today. Any, any finishing thoughts? <laughs> man, I'm I'm still sticking strong to the no caffeine life. Oh, good some for you, days man. it looks so tempting. Yeah, like some days I'm like, well, based on what people say, if I have it, yeah, I'll be more energetic. But I keep telling myself, what if like, like I rely on adrenaline way more. Yeah, which is why. So I'm, and so you said you want to be the way in, I am. You want to be in surgery, and you're gonna stay off of coffee. Is what you're saying. 
We'll see, man. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Good luck, my dude. I, I'm 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 sure it's been done. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I've spoken to someone that was like that, but if not, why not me be the first person, you know? Respect. That mindset. Respect. I respect that, fam. I wish you Thank good you. luck. I wish you good luck on that venture. Let me know. Let me know your secrets. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. Because I was definitely drinking three cups of coffee a day. So. Uh, yeah. Well, we're, we're once again at around that 35 mark. Any finishing thoughts besides your caffeine-induced <laughs> moment, man? Um... I don't think so, man. I I, I don't want to force any any more thoughts. It, it's it's. I think we've we, we've really covered this topic well, and it's another really important topic. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy we talked about it. Um, I really liked that episode. It was just really applicable, especially with that event that I was just at this past Thursday. Yeah, it's just like I felt like I had to do something. I was at that event. I was like, we have a podcast. Like we have to share these yes. thoughts because yeah. I saw how it was affecting people and. That, that's why we do this podcast because mm-hmm. we want to make it applicable to people and hey maybe like out of those three people listening to our episodes <laughs> it like benefits at least one person you know yeah. what i mean yeah so please help us guys by if, if you found this useful please share this on any platform like this is going to be on youtube apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud mm-hmm. share it if you enjoy it and find it useful we're on instagram at shower thoughts with ss mm-hmm. ss because sharif and saf yes sir and or saf and sharif whatever you want yeah no no we discussed this in episode 14 i think right sorry come on yeah. come on i'm, I'm come so on. sorry I apologize. even though alphabetically it's saf and sharif it's fine i'm totally teasing <laughs> you man <laughs> no no you're the better host i get it it's fine uh, it's you. Don't don't be an imposter. You said it's right, me. Right, 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 right. But yeah, but also share share it. But also message us because um, with any thoughts that you have, like any any opinions on what we're talking about, or your if you have personal tips, you know, and you send them to us, we'll happy to share them. But also, like we need the tips too because we're going through this. So please um, please feel free. We appease you. We uh, we would love to hear from you guys. So um, yeah. if you've gotten to the end of this, that's episode, how we get a lot of our. That's how we get a lot of our guests. Just yeah. some people sharing really interesting talks. We're like, hey, people need to hear this. And mm-hmm. then we ask the person if they would like to be a guest. Yeah, exactly. Okay, man. Beautiful. Okay, you guys know the drill. Yes, sir. Shampoo's on you guys next time. Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, peace. Peace.